Welcome to The Contrast Show, a strikingly different conversation. What does it take to be strikingly different in the world today? Join expert coaches Christine Nielsen, Heather Arthur, and John Roberto as they tackle today's most pressing issues, sharing insights to what's causing friction in your business and impacting your bottom line. If you'd like to learn more about The Contrast Group, please visit us at contrastresults.com or connect with any of us on our social media channels. Thank you and enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Contrast Show, a strikingly different conversation. And today we are going to take it to a place where maybe some of you might be uncomfortable because we're going to be talking about women in the workplace. And we're going to be talking about how to address topics like International Women's Day, which today is the day that we're recording this podcast. We thought it was incredibly relevant to speak about this topic because some of the things that we've seen today aren't necessarily supportive of what the messaging is out there in in terms of what corporations and businesses are trying to do with women in the workplace. So Christine, let's start with you because there's something you saw this morning on International Women's Day that striked off this whole conversation. And this is what I said, this whole conversation is gonna be strikingly different than our normal ones. So Christine, just share some of, um, share what you saw this morning in terms of how International Women's Day wasn't represented properly. And as a male, you know, the one thing I get concerned about is what should I be doing when you know I'm putting messaging out there, I'm putting content out there, especially on a day like today. I I love that, and I Heather has a ton of things to talk about. But what we were discussing earlier, I saw the most ridiculous thing. So it was a lot of uh, LinkedIn Live done by two very senior leaders in the Canadian banking world. We're not going to say who it was. You can go figure it out yourself. And if you're watching, you know we're watching. So I jumped into the live and there's two men in a boardroom setting talking about women and the importance of the powerful women and having a voice at the table, except there were no women in the room. (laughs) And even so the context was off because after I, I got annoyed, And I wanted to throw up in my mouth with these two men talking about that because there's so many. And I I do respect these men. They're very powerful and I do have a lot of respect for them. But there are so many things they could have done to acknowledge and honor the senior women and the up and coming rising female leaders in their organization. What a missed opportunity. Have women at the table. You know, ask us, include us in the damn conversation. It's not difficult. Everybody's trying to make this so complicated. Just have a conversation with us and get our perspective. Do you know what feminine means? Or do you know what feminism means? Seen through the eyes of a woman. That's it. So female leadership is leadership as seen through the paradigm and eyes and experience of a woman. So of course, John, you don't know. You can't. You will never have access to that. Just like I won't have access from your perspective. But I can ask you questions. I can be curious. I can I can have a conversation and include you at the table. And the damage that those types of things do to culture when you say, and this is actually a culture in in this particular environment, they I would consider them one of the higher or better cultures for developing female leaders and listening more powerfully. And then when I saw it, I was like, wow, that's a counterculture moment because you didn't bring women to the table. Now, again, context is decisive, so we're not gonna throw them completely under the bus. The intention of their talk wasn't about 
women in leadership. It was actually about the global economic situations and certain things that are happening in the economy right now and their perspective as the bank and, and in capital markets. So, But because they brought up the topic of women on International Women's Day, when that context was missing, I just saw two men sitting in a boardroom talking about honoring female leadership with no women at the table. And how many times have we seen that over and over again in the workplace? You know, Christine, this example is one example that I've witnessed many times. And it also, what I've also witnessed is male leaders uh, declaring that they are an ally, that they are an ally for, you know, for breaking the bias for women in leadership. And, and I want to be really crystal clear. You as a male do not get to say that you're an ally. An ally is someone that acts a certain way, not someone that says that they act a certain way. Mm. And that's a really important distinction because I do see a lot of leaders in today's world saying I'm an ally, but then not taking any action to support women in the workplace or marginal groups or any other groups. And so you're not an ally. That bro code of I'm an ally and I want the sticker or the pen is not okay. And we see right through it. We see right through it. And I, 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 yes, we see right through it. Heather, I love that you talked about the bro code. Let's, let's deal with something. Let's how about we honor how men work together and how women work together and figure out a way forward for all of us to work together. Because Mm -hmm. I also know that sometimes men don't, men feel like they are, um, they have to, or they must include women at the table. That's not always true. If you're in an environment and this is specific to an entrepreneurial group that we've recently done some culture work for, where it's a lot of very high level entrepreneurs. And the majority of high level entrepreneurs happen to be men right now. And they are having a hard time attracting women into that community. Well, there's a lot of reasons for that because the things that men like to do together to build bonds, to create culture are very different than the things women like to do if they're spending time outside of their family in a business community. So let's honor those things and stop trying to fit square pegs in round holes. Let's find pathways where there's a, a, a like a commonality where people want to be together because there's value. There's a purpose inside that that is that is valuable for everyone at the table. Me, I can play at the men's table and I can play at the women's table. I like it all. I'm good with it, but I don't like having people to have this forced inclusivity because that's not authentic. Bullshit. It's not authentic and it's not honoring what you want to create in a culture if you're forcing it or if you're actually pointing out sexism in comments that you're saying. So, you know, one thing that that some men like to talk about, not all men, but some men like to talk about sports. And, you know, I remember having said to me one day by a, a male leader, oh, can I use a sports analogy? Will you understand? And I... I was like shocked, like our, like women don't play sports. Of course I, I will understand, but it, it, it wasn't that I, I took offense to it because it clearly defined that that must be because I'm a woman and not knowing, do I play sports, not play sports? It didn't matter. It was just a comment that was unbelievably offensive. 
I'm offended sitting here. I'm a competitive <laughs> women's hockey player. Right? I was like, I had to bite my tongue when you said that. <laughs> I use sports analogies all the time, and every woman in the room gets it. Yeah. So we hold on. So, so let me jump in here as the only male as part of this conversation. So, so you know, great point, Heather. So on the flip side, and, and, and I'm not I'm not taking sides, and, and nor do I want to offend. That's not my my purpose here. But there is a level, and like you said, and actually, Christine, you know, you said it, you know, men play together with men differently, women play together with women differently. And sometimes it's the cross-section of those two that make it somewhat difficult, right? And sometimes, yes, and Heather, the way this this leader approached you and said, hey, will you, under, I guess, depending on the context in which they said it, right? Because um, yes. I'm thinking, you know, if the person said, hey, you know, by the way, I'm using the sports analogy, you're not familiar. I don't know if you're familiar with this particular sport, but do you think it would work? Like, I think that would be different. So I guess it totally depends. Different. And then and the or reason one, or I, if he would have asked, John, do I use sports <laughs> analogies too much? Then the answer would have been yes. That was a yes. whole different question. But it's in 100%. the inquiry, is what you're highlighting is an inquiry as opposed to a judgment. That's Correct. the differentiation that we're trying yeah. to expose. Yeah. No, and, and I'm glad you're talking about that. And we are, this is a strikingly different type of conversation. So, you know, the, the one thing as a male, like I, sometimes I personally struggle, right? Like I'm, I'm actually, and I've built work environments where we have been 50-50 in an IT environment where it was 50-50. And, and it wasn't because actually there was a bit of a mandate to kind of get us there. And, you know, there were challenges in getting us there because there isn't the bigger, like I think about IT in general, you know, in a pool of 100 people, there might be 10 females and 90 males, right? So, you know, my goal is always to have the best talent. Okay, can we have that talent. conversation? I, I want to talk about I, parody. I, Let's, yes. <laughs> so, so as a male, like as a male leader, how do I make sure that I am sensitive to those things? How do I make sure that, you know, when I do step in an environment, I don't offend somebody by saying, hey, by the way, I'm, I'm thinking about using this analogy. Do you think it would be okay? Right. So and I know, Christine, you're kind of biting at the bit here, ready to, to like jump in on this. So, you know, give me some advice as a leader inside of an organization, as a leader. Stop being so sensitive. <laughs> I hate that word. I thought, I thought no, the whole really. point was to be sensitive. I love that you're inquiring into it. It's mm. not about being sensitive. It's about being conscious. It's about being aware. There's a difference. Mm. I'm OK if you're trying to be conscious to how something might occur for me or how it might land on me. And you're inquiring into that. I am, I am so appreciative of that as a human. If you're trying to be sensitive, that means that I can't handle what you're saying. I don't have the resilience or the fortitude to have a tough conversation with you. I would rather be honored and you step on my toes and we'll figure it out together then you try to, you know, um, placate me and, and walk around my sensitivities. Please don't. I don't need that. I want you to treat me as, a, as an equal. So if you need to treat me like one of the guys, I will tell you when you cross the line and how to get back over it. Mm -hmm. So like not every Don't yeah, but... be treating me like I'm some can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> no, and fair enough, right? Because, you know, and I've led teams in the past where I, I, I did have female members where when it became 
conversations became, and actually, and you're making a really great point, right? Because I think what's happening as well is the way women show up as well, right? It's not about being sensitive beings because that's, you know, growing up, that's what I was taught, right? You know, you got to be sensitive. And I, I used to have a woman on my team, every time we had a, a performance discussion, she would just kind of break down and cry right away every single time, right? So, you know, thank you for that. And, and I think it's that inquiry part that's starting to make the difference for me, right? Like just being curious to say, hey, what can I do to make sure I don't want to treat you um, not as an equal, you're definitely an equal. And the way I've always managed and led people and teams is everybody on the team is equal, right? And equal, but not equal, because there's there's little differences in how we treat people, uh, but not in a way that, you know, is sexist in any way. So, you know, kind of using that language, I want to make sure I'm getting up there. And hopefully I'm not putting my foot in my mouth as I'm saying all of this. But I think it's incredibly important because I think there's a lot of male leaders out there that struggle with this, right? And, you know, like you and, and Heather, I think going back to the bro code, you know, the way your your male counterparts start to look at you start to impact how you start to react and lead, right? And actually, mm-hmm. Heather, I'd like to get a little bit of your insight on this. You know, what advice would you have for me as a as a male leader inside of an organization? What can I do to make sure that I'm playing up to everybody's strengths? Well, I want to go back to something that you said, which was a goal that the team had was to get to 50-50 male and female in an IT environment and how much struggle that was. And I want to tell you, I have a huge allergic reaction to having a number and Mm. trying to achieve it. And I know that's where we are in today's society. And a lot of companies have a goal to get senior leaders, women in senior leadership positions. But when you recite that that's the goal, as opposed to reciting the goal is to find and support strong women to go up into leader positions. When you say we're trying to get to parity or we want to get to 50%, you're saying that you're part of this team or you've been elevated to this level of leadership because you're a woman, not because of your strengths, not because of your skills, or not because of what you bring to the table. And it's a meta message that's underneath that that the unawareness that that meta message is coming out is what I want to address. Because when you say to a group of individuals, hey, we're at parity, you're saying that we actually said no to some men for this position or for this this Mm -hmm. group. And it's not what's meant to say, but intention doesn't matter when you're talking about the underlying messages that are being said to women. You know, one time, and the reverse happens too, and I'll tell you something shocking. So, you know, I had the benefit of having multiple promotions in my career. And at one point in my career, uh, I had a, a, a gentleman that, that I was coaching and uh, he was going for jobs at the same time and he didn't get them. And his response to me, and I had just gotten a recent promotion was the following, and this is going to be shocking, but it was said to me to my face I guess I don't have the right body parts to get a promotion in this day and age. I just, I just, I didn't, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to respond. And in my head, I'm like, oh my God, you are, you, you are talking about my vagina right now. Like, are you kidding me? Like, this is crazy. Uh, And it took all of my um, self-awareness to just absorb it and honor that that's how he was feeling because it was Mm -hmm. the reverse discrimination that he was feeling. And, you know, but I, I've, I've spent a lot of time thinking about a response to that, that if I were in that situation again, what would it be? And 
and I, I honestly, I still don't even know what I would say because it was just so shocking. I love this. And yeah. I, I am the mother of boys coming up and, and going into the workplace. And um, I've also been involved in where men do feel discriminated against because they aren't female or they don't fit into a minority box. So because they don't check the box, they don't get the opportunities. That's the, the unintended consequence of having parity. Because it isn't about putting the best person for the role. It's about their minority, their background, their sexual orientation. That is, to me, that is where we have swung the pendulum in a direction with with even the best of intentions. It has unintended massive consequences for reverse discrimination and not having the best performance. I don't want to be promoted because of my body parts. No. I want to be promoted because I am the right fit. I am culturally the right fit and I have the skill set for that role. And the majority of women that I speak to, that's how they feel as well. John, you said, and you know, I'm raising sons and a daughter and one of my sons is going into firefighting. Do you know, and it's a very male dominated industry, but mm-hmm. he's also, he doesn't fit any minority box. He's a, a tall, blonde haired, blue eyed man. The underneath tagline should say need not apply because he doesn't fit the parity quota and the quotas for minorities and and, and groups that are underserved. So mm-hmm. that's the experience. Pe- that's a real experience people have. It's causing divisiveness, not inclusiveness. Yeah. We want to create inclusivity in our cultures, in our workplaces, not based on those things, but based on talent, based on performance, based on you have everything it takes to go save some lives. Now get your ass out there and go do that, right? Like the rest of it, and and we saw this starting to come on powerfully in the 80s when all these waves started to happen. And we have a long way to grow. We have come a very long way, but the unintended consequences are causing more divisiveness, not causing more inclusivity. And that is where that the dialogue and the way we do things needs to change. Yeah. No, I, I think you both have touched on some really, and actually not that I've, I'm not going to say I've been a victim of reverse discrimination, but I, 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 I know counterparts. I know, um, you know, I have friends and peers that have felt that because they felt like, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to use your word, Heather, but, you know, they didn't have the right body parts to get into the role. Uh, I can't believe we use that word on this podcast, but, you know, it is strikingly <laughs> different conversation. <laughs> so, so as we start to wind down this podcast, you know, what can, I guess for, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get focused on this. You know, what can a male leader do? You know, and, and I know this is this is like a whole other podcast. I feel like we can kind of jump into. Uh, but what is one one thing that a male leader can do today in today's environment to show that he is there to support the female leaders within his organization? Actually, Heather, we'll start with you on this one. Sorry. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing that I, I've, I we could go for hours on this one, but I'll, yeah. I'll pick the one that I think is most important. If you really are open to some feedback and you have a relationship with the people that report to you, ask them what is the experience as a woman on their team. Mm -hmm. And you, 
you may have the relationship that they'll be honest with you. And when they share with you that experience, just take it in and honor what they're saying. So you may hear things like, um, I didn't always feel part of the team. Or you may feel hear things like, I didn't feel like I could speak up because there was other people that were louder or all kinds of other feedback and just hear it from the eyes and the experience of that other person. And I, I was, me and Christine were in a meeting just last week and she actually shared her experience as a woman at a male dominated table and was told, and I witnessed this myself that no, she shouldn't feel that way. Cause it's not true. And I thought, my God, we can't even share our, our feelings as women and our experiences without being told that we're wrong. And, you know, that is the, so ask what the experience is from their point of view, and then be ready to act and be ready to do some self-reflection. Yeah. Yeah. And just, and sorry, sure. just to jump in here for a second, for the guys that are listening to this, for the men, that are, the male leaders, you don't have to fix everything all the time. Sometimes no, you just don't. need to listen, right? And, and I love that you touched on that, Heather. I, I think it's incredibly important because my brain is right away, how do I fix this, right? How do I get into a place, you know, thinking about what I read in, in John Gray's, you know, women are from, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, you know, the fix it mentality to get in there and just say, hey, you know, how can I fix this right now? And what I'm hearing is that you don't have to. Sometimes you just need to listen and just let it sit. Okay, sorry, Christine, go ahead. ahead. So I I love that you said that because that is one of the challenges that male leaders have always. Even if it's a man bringing something to the table, they're problem solvers, they wanna jump in and fix it. So often they're going into fix mode and they stop listening. We need you to listen and allow us to come up with the solutions ourselves. And that doesn't matter whether you're a man or a woman, that you're leading men or women. That's just leadership. Very hard to move from into that role of leader and and bringing coaching to it as opposed to I'm going to solve the problem for you. So but the other thing, and and Heather touched on this earlier, which is about the action, because she talked about being an ally. If you truly are an ally, you will start inviting our voices to the table and listening and taking actions around that. It's the active listening that makes the biggest difference and then taking actions on change. So if if you're going to ask me questions about how I perceive things or how to change things, and then you do nothing with that information, you might as well not have asked because then you are just paying lip service. And this is for Mm -hmm. anything. This isn't just about women being at the table. This is everything in your business now. If you really want to have an extraordinary culture in your business, if you ask questions about how we can improve or what we need to do differently around here or what's it like around here, then you best be ready to take actions based on the feedback you got or don't ask the questions. Because action especially for women, if you're just asking, it's you're placating people. It's inauthentic. And we see right through it. And your people see right through it. Mm. That's a whole other conversation. Though. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a whole, that's a whole different, strikingly different conversation. So with that, I just want to say thank you again for sharing mm. your insights and, and for making me feel safe in this conversation. Because I think you know, as a male, it, it, it can be uncomfortable, you know, it can be even challenging just to, to, to speak on this topic, because I know we want to be sensitive and caring and empathetic as, you know, as we listen. Uh, so I, I, to both of you, I just want to say thank you for that. 
And, and for those of you that are listening to this podcast, hopefully you're getting a slightly different view. And whether you're male leader or female leader, actually, the one quote I, I saw today, which I loved is, you know, and I'm going to paraphrase, hopefully the title, I'm going to paraphrase it. The title of female leader is no longer required because we just see people as leaders. And it doesn't matter what your sex is. So, and I think that's, you know, if we can get to that, the world will be a much better place, in my opinion. Um, so with that, I'm just going to wrap up this episode of The Contrast Show, a strikingly different conversation. Thank you again for listening in. And if you want to learn more about The Contrast Group, check us out on our website or contrastresults.com. And uh, with that, I want to sign off and wish everyone a fantastic day. Take care. Thank you for listening to The Contrast Show, a strikingly different conversation hosted by the Contrast Results Group. Love this episode? Head over to our website, contrastresults.com forward slash media, subscribe, rate, and leave a review. You can check out other episodes and learn how you can work with our expert coaches. Tune in every week and let the Contrast Show podcast help you get you to where you want to go. See you at the next episode.